From the News Talk STL studios in St. Louis, it's the Right Mind Show with Todd Showalter. On tonight's episode, Andy Polachek shares some breaking news about the St. Louis audit that could bring the whole dang system down to its knees. And then actress and filmmaker Karen Drewley on the local indie film scene. And the Right Mind studio band Mitch Murphy and the Murphy Tones. Now, putting the fun in your dysfunctional world, here's your host, Todd Showalter. Sorry I'm a little late here, Joey. I, I just busted out of a, con- a congressional hearing. I wanted to see if they could validate my parking. Did you hear about the uh, Hunter Biden thing? He just, like, he walks in there and just, uh, I, can you just do that? I mean, can you just show up to a congressional hearing? or Because, you know, I went and I, I toured that. I mean, I, I bought a, no, I didn't buy a ticket. I got some, some way, but it, they were very restrictive about, you know, getting to see things as a tourist. And I didn't realize that you could just bust in in the middle of a, a hearing and just say, hey, I'm here. I mean, I, I, I bet you I would have been arrested. It sounds like Beetlejuice rules. They said Hunter Biden's name because they were talking about him. Really? They said his name three times and he appeared. And then he just tortured them by not saying a word. I think one lady said, you don't have the balls to say a word. And he Ooh. said, I'm out of here. He just got up and left without what, saying anything. What is I just don't understand it. I mean, I mean, what was it like? He, he was he had like a subpoena or something like that. Now, you're supposed to you're supposed to show up for these things, aren't you? I mean, that's why they do them. I mean, I, I just don't understand how. You, you, you could just openly just just say, I'm not going to take part in it because, you know, I guess, you know, the next time I get a parking ticket because I'm speeding. Now, I told you that was one of my resolu- resolutions last week. You know, I, I don't drive slowly anymore. I really all, you know, and the next time I get a speeding ticket, I'm just going to say, well, that's fine. I'm not going to show up to court. Marjorie Taylor Greene is the one that scared him the most. As soon as she got on the mic, she scares me, but she ran out of there. But what she has done is she's actually taken the pictures from his laptop where he's with the the women of the night doing uh, the cocaine off of their boobies. And she's shown pictures of his his manhood. And I don't know if that's what it means by subpoenas. That is what it means. Oh, so that's why he didn't show up because he doesn't have one. They were showing pictures of his subpoenas and he got very upset at Marjorie oh, Taylor well, Greene. makes sense. No, I like her. You know, I mean, she's she frightens. I don't want, <laughs> she's the type of woman I wouldn't want to be angry at me, you know, but I as long as she's on my side, I'm fine with it, but I don't get it. And, and I have yeah, I I guess having a uh, a father like Joe, I mean that that kind of you know could to be expected that you grew up to be kind of like a a scumball and things like that that he I, is. And anyway, I, I bet Marjorie Taylor Green could give us some good bronzer tips. A good, I bet. Well, you know, have you noticed that I'm wearing a darker shade of bronzer today? We must have special guests coming in the studio. We do have special guests coming in the studio. We actually have Karen Drooley coming in, who I've actually appeared in films with. She seems to be someone who loves movies, and she has kind of taken some of your expertise and become yes. a little minty. And you're a you're a big brother to her now, or a big sister. I don't know what you are, sir. I well, I'm basically whatever people want me to be, Joey. But yes, I'm kind of like her her mentor. Is it? Would that be it? No, mental. Men, men, no, mental. No, something like that. No, I don't know what the heck I am. I'm not even. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm just me. That's who I am. I'm nobody special. You got anything going on this weekend? Because, you know, it is uh, we are in January, uh, but it is dry January. Now, I don't drink. okay, but I know people that do. And apparently this is quite a struggle for them. I mean, they have to say, oh, no, I have to give up drinking for a whole uh, month. I mean, is this something that you partake in? I don't drink either. You know, when I was a kid, I did try a few times and then you throw up once and you say, oh, this is poison. Actually, I should not keep drinking it. So I really haven't. 
done any heavy drinking since I was 18. I was underage the last time. I was oh, that does happen. Crazy. Well, you know, I know someone that was underage, uh, Blake, and that uh, he, he's, he's actually drank underage as well. He's drank on the air. He's drank while on Did a radio he, Was that show. actually him in here the other day? Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, we can't talk. He, have you noticed he hasn't showed up since? He's sick. I'm, you know, here's what I think is happening. We're paying for this college education so that he could become a Marxist socialist like Admiral Andy, and he's hungover. You know, the one drink that really got me one time was this sweet tea alcohol. The oh, brand name was Jeremiah Weed. <laughs> and what you would do, they the one joke that they had, you'd mix the Jeremiah Weed tea with water. Yeah. Weed and water. They'd call that a Michael weed, Phelps. Weed water. Because that world Olympian swimmer, he was caught smoking weed a few times. Oh. So I'd order the Michael Phelps Jeremiah Weed with a little bit of water, and it tasted so sweet. It was just it tasted just like tea, and then at the end of the night, I had to tell my driver to pull over so I could puke outside their car. Well, at least and he did that. I was heaving like over and over and over, and I said, no more, no I'm, more. I'm glad this show is on during dinner time. I bet you some people are eating dinner and just enjoying the story, so I'm going to go on with it. You want to hear something that I always promised my brother I wouldn't tell? But yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell it now on the air to people. And he always says, oh, I listen to your show. Well, we'll find out if he did, because I'll hear about this if he actually did. So my dad, okay, this is like way back in the day, last Tuesday. And no, he had saved up, and all he ever wanted was like one of these uh, like Cadillacs, okay? So he finally said, and I don't know if it was a used Cadillac or whatever. This is way back. And so he finally, finally, said he purchases this Cadillac. Oh, and he's so proud of it and everything. And my brother, my brother decides that he wants to borrow it to take a date. It takes a girl out on a date. And guess what? My dad was proud of this Cadillac. He really was. And so he, my brother takes his girl out on a date, and they're drinking that, that, that cheap champagne stuff. What was it? Andre or, or something. It's just something horrible. I think it's like battery fluid. Or <laughs> and and she, the, the girl gets sick, okay, and <laughs> throws up. Down the window crack, <laughs> down the window crack in the my dad's new Cadillac's door. <laughs> oh, he wasn't happy about that. Now here's the thing: typically you can just clean this up, but nope, that's that odor stayed in my dad's Cadillac forever. And that's the end of that story. My stepmom, she's British and she likes a little well, bit. She of talked wine. like this: "Hello, Joey, it's me, your stepmom." She does. She actually, instead of saying "schnooks," our local grocery store, oh, she yes. says "snooks." Snooks does she? And it's the does cutest she know thing. Sean and I know she listens to this show. But oh, one time, hello. she was drunk in the front seat. After I don't fear to get on to wine. And then she stuck her head out the window like Hello. a good mom would, That's and she awesome. threw up, but it came back in the back window. Where oh, all the, my. All three of us boys were sitting in the back getting just sprayed <laughs> with bile and a little yes. bit of Chardonnay. Oh, that, that is oh, did I, did I Chardonnay <laughs> get in your face, love. I said to my brothers, roll up the window. Oh, dear. Yeah, I've gone and done it again. I hope this isn't a caddy, has it? Is this, is this Todd's dad's caddy? All what? things gone, Caddy Wampus. Caddy Wampus. Well, did you talk to her after that? I mean, did you say, "Excuse me, stepmom, I believe I have your spittle in my face." Well, what I did was, as, as a nice son, I hosed down the side of the car for Get her out. when she went to bed. See, you seem like a nice son. I mean, you're kind of like the guy that you, you show up on a date, and the father's like, "Well, he seems like a respectable lad, aren't you?" I mean, you, you, you I mean, I, me. The reason I I bring mm-hmm, this up. Mm-hmm. Anytime I would pick up a girl, it was always like, 
You can't do better than that. <laughs> I mean, it, it was like, seriously. You I hadn't mean, spoken yet, and it was just based no, on No, I scent. just show up. And, and as you know, I mean, today is an exception. I typically wear short pants, okay, mm-hmm. because I used to be a midget, and I grew up. A midget, and I grew up, and so all my pants are short. I can't say midget. Did I say that again? Oh, well, I did. Anyway, but so I would show up in my shorts, and that's what I would get. You can't do anything. But you can't do better than that. He's wearing capris. Uh, What's wrong with him? him? He said, we can't afford long pants. Well, you've got great calves. Why would you not want to show them off? Exactly. And that's exactly why the girls were attracted to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. And I'd say, you want to go to my dad's Cadillac and throw down his door? What do you call that thing? The window got crack or whatever it was. The window. And it was one of those windows. I think you had to, like, crank it. Remember? It oh, was before yeah. the electric stuff. So it wasn't like you're going to short out the battery. No, you could still crank this thing. But it was a good time. So to my brother out there that says he listens to the show but doesn't, I told the story. Yeah. We got a good show coming on uh, today. We got Karen Drury, as we mentioned earlier, and she's bringing her husband in, okay, because her husband goes with her everywhere she goes. And I don't know if it's to protect her mm. or I don't know if he's just, you know, he's got to do this. So we're going to, even though Karen really wants to talk a lot, I want to ask her husband, what's it like to have to be dragged along to all of Karen's film stuff? That's like a Mike Pence situation because oh, I don't is. know if you remember Mike Pence, our vice president. Oh, yeah. That he was. Would, Never go anywhere without his wife, and he would never, ever be in a room alone with another woman. Which is funny because he thought that maybe, like, somebody would have said that she he assaulted them. But I don't think, you know, he doesn't look like the type. Now, Hunter Biden, I think Hunter Biden, on the other hand, should always have someone with him if he's alone in another room with a woman, a woman, especially after, as you mentioned, all these photos and things that have showed up on the Internet. Like those kids at the Kmart who's got a little leash on him, and the, the mom has him by the leash at all times. They try I, and run away, and it springs right back, and they fall on their butt. I had one of those. I actually did. <laughs> I had one of those leashes. My mom has a picture of it, of me on a leash. It was at, it was my high school prom, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was really, it was, it was a lot of fun. Get off the wall and make me a grandmother. I'm tired of waiting. I know, and I was like 14. I was like, what does that mean? And she said, ah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It was, it's, it's accident day on the yeah. Guess what else happened that I think our listeners should know? Professor Jim, who's out in California, I just want to give a big shout out. Don't you think he deserves a shout out because he needs a little thank you? He listens to the show religiously. I don't think he prays while he listens to it, but he does listen religiously. But we, we, I came into the station today, and you had already opened the gift, but. Professor Jim outdid himself. He sent us these wonderful flannel, like, surf shirts or something. I was expecting, like, a ratty old T-shirt from a thrift store. But these are nice, aren't they, Joey? Professor Jim asked us our sizes last week for some reason. I didn't know he meant shirt sizes, though, because that's when, I mean, you thought I was, like, some kind of pervert or something like that. I said, no, I'm sorry. He meant shirt sizes. I said extra medium for me, small medium. right. And I thought, yeah, we were going to get underoos or something. Right. But he actually spent seventeen dollars to did. mail us two fleece shirts, which I don't get because they're from a surf shop. A surf shop, a but surf they're very and and also Monterey stickers. They're stickers that say Monterey on them, so that we can put them on our car. So I don't know how cold it gets in Monterey that yeah. you need a fleece while you're surfing, and then if that thing gets wet, it's just going to weigh another 20 pounds. Well, it's Yeah. Do they wear fleece shirts when you surf? I thought you didn't wear any shirt at all. Me too. And then he left the price tags on these because he's such a good professor. He gets paid so much at that community <laughs> college. These he fleeces did. 
said $63 on the price tag. Well, here's what I'm going to do, okay? I'm going to wear mine with the price tag Mm -hmm. on it, and I'm going to show up at my favorite thrift store where everything is like a buck, and they're going to think I'm really some big deal. Because you know what? They're going to say, hey, nice shirt. I go, yeah, it's a nice shirt, but wait till you see this, and I'm going to show them this price tag. And they're going to say, you could buy half the store for that. You know, we're always open to new sponsors, people yes. who want to get their name out there. Yeah, but we really are. It could actually. just be easier. Every time we have a guest on, it could be anybody, I don't care. Sure. They I have don't to care. buy us a gift. We've already made more money yes. in the, the history of this show because Professor Jim went nuts with his credit card. I, you know, I haven't seen anything like it. I mean, I made all my Christmas gifts look like junk. No, I'm kidding. I had some good Christmas gifts. I, I, yeah, I did. I didn't get my bubble hockey, though, but yeah, I had some good Christmas gifts. But this is shirt. That's very nice. It's like the nicest thing, and I don't think I'm going to be able to wear it because I'll probably spill something on it. We need to find some guests who don't care about radio or anything but are willing to come on the show, That's and then wherever they and wherever they work, they have to give us a gift from that. So we could go to the bank and just ask the teller, like, hey, you want to be on our radio show? We're talking finance this week. And then hopefully they just give us some uh, money. Stacks, yeah. Stacks of bills. Mm-hmm. Stacks of dollar bills. That would be fun. Well, I'm looking forward to the show. I know everybody else is, too. If not, well, they probably quit listening because they're eating dinner listening to our puke stories. It's almost Matlock time. It is almost Matlock time. And gosh darn it, you can't get enough Matlock, Andy Griffin, or Quincy with Jack Klugman. Because that's what I say. You know, they are the Golden Girls, all those good ones. Yeah. I'm heading back to Florida in uh, a couple of weeks. And guess where I'm going? This area that down where we go, it's like the fountain of youth, okay? Because... Mm. Even the reason I say that is because, you know, I'm, I'm not really old. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm whatever you want to think I am. But everybody else but down there is much older than us. And they're basically like geriatric. So you're like a kid with these people. So I show up and I feel like I'm 10 years old. In Florida, I know they have a big mountain lion problem down there. So oh, they it's do. good to be around for me. other bait. As in old people that are very slow and they can't run. That's right. So you can outrun any of these freaking mountain lions. I know it's probably a gated community where you stay. A what community? Gated. Oh, gated. Oh, gated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I was going to say. But they can jump the fence, these mountain lions. Yes, they can. And these old people, they cannot move. I uh, Seriously, they're sitting there watching Matlock and stuff in a big room. Mountain lion comes in the door. The next thing you know, that's it. They're gone. Grandma's gone. Yeah. Gaitas. You got to be careful of gaitas in Florida. Oh, Joe, I don't say that. I think I'm going to throw up my champagne again in your face. Stepmother, please. Oh, I'm trying sorry. to record a show here. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that, stepmom. When you tag me online with our beautiful pictures that we post every week. I always do. My stepmom actually likes them every week, so she knows that we're up to no good. Oh, thank you, dear. You're such a sweetheart. Please, mother. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's going to be a good time. And Andy, Andy Politic, he's coming on the show again to break, with his breaking news about his audit of the city of St. Louis. And I tell you what, I think some heads are going to roll when that comes out. He said the breaking news was going to come in January when we had him on in December. Yeah. So this timing makes perfect sense oh, based on what he told us about I January and happening. I think it's going to it's going to be like, you know, Ursh, I think it's going to make the Hunter Biden, you know, showing up to the congressional hearing look like, you know, oh, bake sale. Did you hear what Dr. Sam Page did to St. Louis County? Oh, he's like deep no he's not this guy he paid ninety thousand dollars to change the logo granted the old what st louis county logo was stupid before it was literally just a tractor broken down in a field what what yes i know it was like a plow or something they paid ninety thousand dollars to change it to the florida lee the little flower that represents like france and get out of here that's it they paid ninety thousand to who some 
stupid company that does graphic design. You gotta, be, you gotta be kidding me. It's, we gotta talk to Mark Harter about this because you know I could have done a cartoon logo. I, that's what I'm saying. This graphic design company has fleeced the city of St. Louis. Fleeced like our shirts that exactly. Professor Jim gave us. Professor Jim, that's where he was getting at. He knows that we are investigative journalists. Now I get why the gift makes sense. Wow, unbelievable! Wait Ninety you... grand to do a logo and the color. It's just the same exact pink as the soccer team chose. Oh, it's you've got to be kidding Florida me. Lee on pink. It's so stupid. that well, I have got to tell you, I have done many logos for people, mm-hmm. usually cartoon logos, and I have never been paid more than $4. Okay, so he, I mean, I, whoever got this $90,000, okay, I have a feeling they were doing more than just logo work. Admiral Andy, I know you're listening and that you always start a new podcast once a week and you ask our friend Todd for a new logo. The next one, it's going to be $89,000. And Joey is my manager here. He's going to be taking care of all the payments, right? And then we're going to, you know, have a sponsor for our show because there you go. I mean, That'll cover that, our costs for at least a couple more episodes. I would think so. Well, it's going to be a good show, though. We're going to have a good time. And I'm glad that Mitch is back in good form and he's happy again today. I think he's on antidepressants or something like that. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that, but he's smiling over there. You either that or he's doing something he shouldn't be. But he's going to play some numbers for us, and we're going to have Andy Polacek along with Admiral Andy. We're going to have Karen Drilly on the show, who's going to talk all about the film business here in St. Louis and working with me, which I'm sure is the highlight of her career. When we come back on The Right Mind Show, we'll be right back. Coming up next on The Right Mind Show with Todd Showalter, we talk to Andy Polacek about auditing St. Louis to find out who's been wasting all our money. Hey everybody, it's Todd Showalter from The Right Mind Show along with my buddy Joey V. And you know, have you ever heard of what a doorbuster sale is? Well, we're not having one, but we do have sales at liberaljoke.com. That's liberaljoke.com where you can buy all of your favorite offensive items. And you know what? Joey V is our store manager. Yes, I'm in charge of everything and just so you know, the word sale just means money will be exchanged for goods and services. Nothing will be less money than it was before. And no returns. No returns at all. So if you hate something, sorry, you're stuck with it. At Liberal joke.com if you find that something is ill-fitting take a picture send it to us you may make it on the wall of shame you will receive no refunds all sales are final terms and conditions might apply at liberaljoke.com won't you visit us today please welcome back to the right mind show with todd showalter on news talk stl and now a man with such a sunny outlook on life that the only time he gets salty is when he's shoveling the driveway after a snowstorm todd showalter and we're back. I'm Todd Showalter, along with my buddy Joey V. Mitch in the background, looking happy. And on the line right now is our friend Andy Polachek, who the last time was on the show said he would return when he had some news about his St. Louis audit, which he does. How are you, sir? I am good. Yeah, and I can give you kind of a brief summary, and then I'll answer questions, and we can talk through some stuff. So, uh, yes, we have launched the audit uh, through the state petitioner's office of the city of St. Louis. We basically have to collect. I think it's 6,750 around there, uh, signatures from registered voters in the city. Uh, we're going to collect more than that because we expect both maybe potential sabotage with the signatures as well as just folks who don't know where they live or whether or not they're registered or something like that. But uh, I guess the key point to this is it's a bipartisan team. Uh, what I've found out increasingly so is there are a lot of angry in the know Democrats in the city of St. Louis who are 100 percent convinced and have money behind them as well that the progressives are corrupt. 
Um, I can get into that in more detail because it's sure. really interesting. It's kind of evolving here. It's basically becoming good guys versus bad guys in both political parties, I'd argue. Right. Um, and it is, unfortunately, that simple. Okay. <laughs> well, unfortunately. Um, and so we, we are working with three Democrats, three Republicans, um, Freedom, Freedom Principles. Byron Keelan is involved with us. Yes. Uh, a guy named Keith Fairchild, who, uh, I mean, this guy's kind of really fascinating. He's become a good friend of mine. He is the Boulevard Heights Presidents Association. He, um, he, I mean, I, you know, man, he, he's, a, he's a bounty. He was a former, I think, warrant officer is the proper term. He's a big, tough guy, was, you know, a big construction supervisor, he knows everything about that kind of stuff. And he started a neighborhood watch in Boulevard Heights. They don't have crime in Boulevard Heights anymore. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. you know, one of these kind of, hey, if we can't figure this out, good friend of the cops and, and you know, both the police and the fire, fire folks here in the city. Um, and then, uh, you know, a, a Democrat that I'll keep secret for now because he is, uh, let's just say, portions of his party wouldn't love that he's broke ranks. <laughs> and then Emmett Coleman, who is an African-American guy who ran here and, and Jackie Gonzalez, who actually ran as a Democrat here as well. They saw the corruption within their party um, and are now working with us as well. And, and I want to I caveat that with the Republican Party has a ton of corruption as well. <laughs> OK, and so I, I'm making sure I stay the kind of balanced guy here because we have, I think, good people of different persuasions coming together to go after the corruption in the city. So um, the good news from that is we're starting to have some even very liberal journalists who want to hear about it because they've also are tying the corruption to the people currently in there. Um, and I, you know, I think we're off to a good start. We're going to have to raise some money and, and get some neighborhood signing parties together and things like that. But um, most people support this. So, OK, so you basically you put you've put together a team, a bipartisan team that uh, is going to go Truly after bipartisan, not just some BS bipartisan terms. <laughs> right. And that's great because yeah. that's, that's I think that adds a, a heck of a lot of credibility to your effort. And so you basically want to yeah. blow the lid off all the uh, corruption and you know where the where's the where's the money going and things like that so i mean it, it correct me if my i'm wrong but that that is the objective right i mean you want to like shed some light on oh, what's yeah. actually going on yeah. here okay yeah i mean i, I I'll, I'll say it like this just to be kind of you know a, a standard communications director at lacoy um if there's nothing there nobody's got anything to worry about if there is, you know, we need to know where our money is going. We need to know why our water rates have gone up. When I first moved here about five, six years ago, you know, I bought my great grandma's house over on Cherokee Street, fixed it up. Um, she passed. You know, the, the, I got to tell you, the, the bill was about $80 a month for water and trash. Yeah. Now know, yeah. it's 167 The property, you know, daily down here, who apparently lives in Sunset Hills, by the way, so he's another one breaking laws. Um, he's not supposed to do that. You know, he's the, the, the treasurer for the city here, tax collector. Um, he... <laughs> He went ahead and raised the the corruption of property taxes by 30 percent they're starving out the people in the city and everybody knows that the city is one of the poorer places in you know missouri and around here in general in terms of you know people don't make that much money it shouldn't be that way but it is and you have these progressives that are supposed to be helping and they're not helping and no one will answer where the water is going and you know you have a lot of people that are very sophisticated about water infrastructure and things like that doesn't make any sense um there's ngo corruption you know suspected and what they don't know yet is we have all types of whistleblowers that, you know, and it's going to start to come up more and more. And, you know, look, if you get too bad, everyone turns on you and they've gotten too bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, so. when you say when you say they, how big of a group is yeah. this they, would you say? Well, I don't want to get too much into that because you'll you'll label me a conspiracy theorist. No, I mean, not. If you ultimately want my, my beliefs. I believe that the progressives are being funded by George Soros. Right. Um, I think that George Soros is a puppet man for some much more evil men. The World Economic Forum is your front facing organization. Um, I think mostly old school money from Europe, but you know, everyone in the globe that's evil and corrupt has been included in that group. 
Um, and I think they're manipulating both parties. I think we have people in our Republican Party here. Some of them announced that they're running for office yesterday that I think are just as bad. You know, they just have different skin colors, <laughs> you know, and, and, they, and, they, and they, they espouse different beliefs. I'm just not so sure there are anything more than nihilists. But, yeah, I mean, look, you see these patterns in all these other cities, right, where you have a bad prosecutor that was placed, you know, Soros funded, right. you have bad mayors that are tied back to that. Um, and, 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 you know, there's different degrees of corruption. There's kind of a localized developer corruption, which I can tell you a little bit about that. The north side has not been improved for a long time because certain people want to be the ones to make the money off that. And they don't want other people to make the money off of that. And so that battle has been ongoing in City Hall for a long time. Um, I'll be honest with you, even though I'm a conservative, I mean, right. I am a Trump fan. Um, support Trump. Mm-hmm. I am agnostic in terms of political corruption. I will. I will go after anyone. <laughs> you know. I right. don't care. I, honestly, as much as I love my brother and my mother, I'd go after them too. If I found out they were stealing money, because to me, public theft is a is a big crime. No, because we we are the public, and you're basically. I yes. mean, you steal from your your neighbors. You're stealing from me too, and you're yes. you're right. Somebody has to put an end to it, and you've got. You mentioned you have certain people within the media that are going to help you. I mean, I think that's great because, to be quite honest, that's— It's not enough. No, it's not. To have it out there, because if you don't know about it and you don't report on it, people don't—like they said, or you said, rather, that, oh, he's a conspiracy guy. No, this is actually happening. And it's not until— it's 100% happening. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, I think you have to get the word out even further, and it's great that there are— as you mentioned, I think it gets to a certain breaking point where people have to acknowledge it and uh, then want to do something about it. Now, as far as putting together your petition and things like that, how much? I mean, are you? Do you have every all the names that you need at this? Are you still looking for names? No, or? no, okay. we're, we're very early. Yeah, on timing, we got this. Um, the letters we received in early, I want to say early mid December, mid December. Uh, you know, the state had to get the stuff together. They had to do their estimates of what it's going to cost, which we think may be high, but who knows? We'll see. Um, the, the good news about that is the state does the auditing. And I personally, who I'm a former investment banker and private equity guy, so I'm not saying I'm a genius and I didn't audit for a living, but I am saying I know numbers and I know kind of the games people that are, uh, you know, more upper class and elite tend to try to play with numbers to fool people. Right. Um, Hell, we did it in investment banking, to be honest with you. And yeah. a lot, you know, half these, half, if not 75% of these publicly traded companies are lying in their numbers. So um, I guess my point is I think with the, I'm hoping, praying that you're going to see a, because a, look, R&D don't mean, excuse my language, if people don't live up to their values and don't have integrity. And so I think why you're seeing a lot of Trumpers like RFK, even if they don't agree with his politics, is because he has some integrity. You right. know what I mean? And I think, I, and I think, there are certain Democrats, although they won't admit it, that are coming around to acknowledging that Trump isn't that bad of a guy because they lied about him. And even if you don't like some of his words or habits or mannerisms or that he's a New Yorker or whatever reasons people find that I find to be petty personally, um, the guy has integrity. And, right. and ultimately, that's what we're missing. People don't have integrity. And, you know, look, no one's perfect. But for the love of God, you know, it, do what you say, say what you do, stick to your values. You're going to you're going to meet a lot of situations where you have to decide between different options. There's no perfect world, gray situations. But. If you stick to those values, you're going to be fine. And, 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 and it's, you know, and people always want to make these excuses that, oh, they just, they don't, they're trying to do their best. But they're not. Well, I'm paid off. It's that simple. And if they're not paid off, they're stealing money. I mean, Vervis Jones, Tashara's dad, got caught stealing $2 million in parking money and went to prison for it. Right. And somehow the media, the, the mainstream media, I should say mainstream media to exclude people like you, um, you know, they don't, 
and part of this, from what I've heard, is you know that J.P. Morgan has the debt on all these guys. Google has control over them. You know, so anytime they try to publish anything that doesn't line up with what they want to be told, they come after you. And now that's breaking a little bit in the city because it's getting so bad they can't hold on anymore to their kind of narrative lies. You know, but um, I think the dam's breaking. I hope people you know come together. Sorry, I went on a tangent. No, no, no. That's exactly <laughs> right. And, and you know, I feel the same way. Again, there's a narrative out there, and if you break the narrative or you don't go along with it, you become the target. And I've seen that firsthand. Yes. You, you brought up Donald Trump. I mean, a lot of people that I know that don't like him, like, oh well, he's self-centered. He does all this. When that is just that's just the narrative that has been Correct. portrayed. When it couldn't be further from the truth. Once you get to actually know the backstory of everything, but they don't want to know that. Book. Yeah. I read his book and that changed my view on him materially as well. Cause I think I was growing up in the eighties, a kid, you know, younger, much younger kid, kid. And, uh, you know, they portrayed him kind of like a playboy kind of dumb, rich kid sort of thing, you know, even back then. And, and when you really get to know him, he, that's not who he is at all, you know, and, and, and the confidence, arrogance thing. And even if there's some narcissism, well, you know, I'm kind of narcissistic, but I try to, you know, steer it towards good directions as opposed to bad, which I think religion helps you do that, right? Absolutely. And with Trump, confidence and arrogance are sometimes misunderstood. I think there's mostly confidence there. <clears throat> Speaking of Cherokees, we're just about out of time here, but did you yeah. guys ever get your Indian back? Because apparently the Indian offended some people. and <laughs> they had me, to... actually. I'm leading that, too. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. I do. So where we yeah. are, I'm actually having a meeting. We have, we believe, all the money raised. We have the permits. The city actually did not fight us on the permits, which they're smart of because I would have brought in my Cherokee Nation friends to make them look like the jerks they are. Right, right. <laughs> and see, this is how you beat them. You beat them by saying, okay, you're right. The statue wasn't, maybe wasn't as good as it should have been. We'll make a better one. And now come after us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but, so basically we are hoping to have an unveiling in April. We're going to start construction soon here. We've had kind of two or three, you know, the neighborhoods really come together to raise the money. Um, statues are already here on Cherokee Street, stored at different places. Mm-hmm. So in the spring, we're actually hoping to have a, um, you know, an unveiling and make it a big deal. And, you know, and, and, you know, I did that for many reasons. One was I was a little kid and I used to see that statue. But I also thought, you know, these progressives, they always claim that they care about democracy and all this. and But the more a little bit of power, they act like a bunch of tyrants. And so they just took that statue away. They didn't really tell anybody. And, they don't. and then what you find out is a bunch of the liberals and the progressives were mad about it, too, because it was like, yeah, it was maybe not the most representative statue, but everybody knew about it. It represented Cherokee Street. And you didn't even have a plan to replace it. <laughs> you know? So it's so yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. we're gonna we're gonna have the Cherokee artists down here, and some portions of the Cherokee tribe from out in Oklahoma, and I, I have a Cherokee cousin will invite out and by marriage, and so and you know it's I think it'll be a good thing, and to me yeah. it's an example of the fact that you know a lot of people wanted to fight me over oh you're doing this to throw it in their face, and I was like yeah kind of, but at the same time I think it'll be good for the community. I mean, when do you see this thing? It looks like something in a museum. Well, and I you know, think that's how so. she, I mean, I think that along, you know, uh, statues with just the bases without the statues anymore and mask and everything else. That's just, you know, it's kind of like the badge of being an idiot in these days. So, um, you know, I mean, I'm glad that you're taking back your I statue. I think there's well, a lot. I think it's also one of these things where it's like, you know, it, I, I'll probably give a speech and I'll tell you one of the things that my speech is going to be just do things to help your community. And, and, you know, and bring people together. And, and, you know, and look, a lot of my people in my neighborhood is a combination of conservatives and liberals and independents and blah, blah, blah. But if we can't get along to try to fix our own street, sure. we're not even, what are we? 
<laughs> well, that's just it. But that goes, that goes back to the division. They want us divided so that they can control yes. us. But we have got to fight back and say, no, we are united now. United we stand. Divided we fall. Just like we learned in after we said the Pledge of Allegiance, which you're not allowed to say in some schools anymore. I mean, uh, <laughs> but no. Which is why I'm willing to work with Democrats. Right. You know, right. They don't, I don't necessarily share their values. And I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say that. I do. Well, but at the same time, it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and the enemies at the moment are the Republicans that are rhinos that are corrupt, which we have some in this state and all over the nation, and the progressives. Well, and, you know, there's been an infiltration of both parties just in different ways. Well, that's going to do it for us here, buddy, because we're going to move on to a break. But, yeah, yeah I mean, unity, awesome. uh, they're terrified of unity. And so I appreciate you coming on here and letting us know what you have going on. Uh, we look forward to having you back and hearing your updates. But thank you for, as I always say, fighting the good fight. And I wish you uh, more thank luck. You. And anything that we can do to help, we're on your side. I appreciate well, it. Well, yeah, I guess i just say if folks are interested in helping, and we do have a pack, you know, it's not going to be raising much, but just for neighborhood things. But if folks are interested in or if they're city residents or they know a lot of city residents, or a business that wants to take a sheet to collect uh, signatures, you can email us at stlcityaudit at proton.me. That's stlcityaudit at proton.me. Also, we have a a page on Facebook. If you type stlcityaudit2024, you'll find us on there as well. Sounds good, my friend. Well, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, like I said, keep up the good fight. Thanks, Todd. You have a good one. Take care. You too. All right, Joey. Bye-bye. That's Andy Polachek. He gets fired up, but he's got he's he's fired up for a very good reason. There's a lot to. I mean, you got over. You got to like you know expose this corruption if you're going to change it. And it seems like there's a lot of it. What do you think? I don't care what it takes. Yeah, I got a parking ticket, New Year's Eve Eve, and it cost me twenty dollars. And because right. of that, I also think this whole thing is corrupt and needs to be torn down from the inside out. Vervis Jones, Tashara Jones, they're out to get me. I don't know why these people weren't on vacation for New Year's Eve Eve. And the pictures that they showed me, it yeah. looked like they were taken from the other corresponding smart meters that they just installed. I don't know if you know this. They <laughs> took out oh. the dumb meters where if you had some minutes left on it, the next car could grab them. Now they have this pay-by-plate where it's only specific to your car. And once you leave, those minutes are erased. You're kidding and me. I bet you there's some sort of weight sensors or motion detector there where if that car is sitting there for five minutes, the other three meters take pictures of your stupid plate and then that you get fined and there's no actual human meter maids anymore that's what i think the conspiracy is that's going all the way to the top i think so too that and that the, the girl scout cookies they're not as big anymore the boxes aren't as big and the prices went up so i think that's a conspiracy theory too now i don't know if the city of st louis is behind the girl scout cookies do you there's Samoa to that. Whoa, theory. I see what you did there. Wow, you're clever today. It must be those Flintstones vitamins that you took. Well, hey, when we come back, we're going to have Karen Drooley and her husband, Dave, uh, because he comes with her everywhere she goes. I'm Todd Showalter, along with my buddy Joey V on The Right Mind Show. We will be right back. Coming up next on The Right Mind Show with Todd Showalter, actress Karen Drooley talks about whether St. Louis has any chance of becoming the next big city for making movies. Welcome back to The Right Mind Show with Todd Showalter on News Talk STL. And now a man who is so naturally beautiful that the only time he powders his face is after wiping out on a ski slope. Todd Showalter. And we're back. I'm Todd Showalter along with Joey V. Mitch in the background on The Right Mind Show. And in the studio now, you're not going to believe who's here. Karen Drooley and her husband, Dave. They've joined us. Now, you've been doing films now, and you wanted to talk about how you got into it. 
Uh, go ahead. I mean, what, what what made you decide at the tender age of whatever age you are? I won't you, say. You, you, wanted to, uh, you wanted to get into the film scene. And what do you think? What is your take on our local scene, our local film market? Okay. Well, um, it's been a lifelong dream of mine to be in films ever since I was a kid, but I was really shy. And I know some people are shocked. Yeah, me shy. Yeah. So I was really shy about it. And um, I did a little bit of theater and stuff when I was younger in um, like church and school, some plays. But I always want to be in films, and I put that on hold. I'm like, I'll just, I'll, I just can't do it. I'm too shy. So I got married, had kids, and then my mom passed away in 2012, and I was like, you know, life is too short. There's things that she didn't get to do. There's, I don't want to be like that. There's things I want to do in life. So I made a to-do list, and so I started doing stuff. Being in films was one of them, and I ran across this audition, and I had knew about indie films in St. Louis, but I was like, I, you know, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just can't do it. So I ran across this audition, so I went to do it. I talked myself out of it all day long. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. I told my son, I was like, okay, I'm going to go do this audition. Tell dad where I'm going. If he comes home, he's like, what? And it's okay. I just happened to run across Dave when I was leaving. I'm going to do this audition. He's like, what? And I said, yeah. So I did the audition. I was nervous as can be. I said, okay, I did it. At least I did it. I got off my list. So it's done. And I never heard from them for months. And I heard from them. Finally, they offered me a part in a little film called Somewhere Between Arnold Festus. And we were filming in March. Well, that's great. Now, also, we were talking, as far as the film scene here in St. Louis goes, a lot of cities have their own film scene, per se. You've got like Mm -hmm. Austin, you've got, which has actually grown rather large. You have Mm -hmm. other areas, uh, especially Atlanta with the film credits. You've got uh, uh, actually uh, Oklahoma. They're becoming a big uh, film scene also. One of the things, do you think St. Louis? Lewis is on the, especially now with the film credits, do you think we're on the cusp of actually becoming a player? Because, you know, I've, I've been in films as you are here locally, and a lot of them are kind of like, well, let's, you know, let's do the school play type of thing, which is fun. It's like a hobby type thing. You want to go make something with your iPhone and show it to your friends. That's fine. But to do legit work requires a whole new level of professionalism and also a commitment from the community and city. Do you think we're getting closer to that here in St. Louis? I hope we are. I mean, we finally got the movie credits. I mean, you get all the funds from for the doing the movies. So I'm hoping that we get more bigger things because I know the indie film scene has really exploded. I mean, I've done projects with some SAG actors in them, but they're indie films. So I think you know, after the Hollywood strike, I think a lot of people are changing their mind about Hollywood. And now I think more people are going to indie films and are realizing that, hey, you know, we've got a lot to offer besides Hollywood, what they have. And there's some tremendous indie films out there. I mean – it's really cool projects. They just look like they're made like they were made by Hollywood people. Yeah, well, and that's just it because you've got a lot of things. A lot of people are actually it, it's used to be, uh, and it still is. I mean, Hollywood, that area of Los Angeles, Burbank, where the studios are. It's it's very much an industry town. Um, where if you're in Detroit, you make cars. If you're in St. Louis, it used to be A B beer. Uh, but that that's where you went to make films. With the digital age now, and especially with streaming and distribution and things, that's changed, and the landscape has become broader. But you tend to, I mean, you have, you still have your hubs, and uh, one of the big things that St. Louis seemed to have been hung up on were these these tax credits, mm-hmm. where you get money uh, mm-hmm. to help you make these films. And I personally think that when it becomes more cost effective to actually shoot here, will bring in more talent. Oh, yeah. 
Um, and one of the things I don't think people realize is that when you make a film, it's not just a bunch of people, you know, let's make costumes, let's do this and have a show. You're also putting a lot of people to work. I mean, you're, you have carpenters, you have caterers, you have things like that. So it's very much good for the community. Mm-hmm. Now, you've worked with a lot of – the reason I bring this up, you've worked in a lot of different capacities in films. You've worked uh, as an actress. You've worked on crew. You've worked as a uh, producer. Uh, what Your background doing all these things, I mean – do you see, I mean, do you have, are there, is there other talent here besides just actors that are going to be able to tap into possibly this, this new industry here? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people that work crew. That's specifically all they do, and they're amazing at their job. Mm-hmm. Same like, you know, the just directors that I know, they're amazing at what they do. The producers, same, amazing. So, yeah, and, and well, we, I know a lot of people that write music. So, yeah, I think St. Louis has got a lot to offer, and I'm hoping that more people start seeing that. Now we've got the tax credits available. So, yeah, and we're, I mean, we're not Hollywood, but, hey, we've got a lot to offer here. Do you think we've got a vibe here, though? Because you, you think about Austin, you think about, you know, things that come out of Chicago. If something's shot in New York, you know that, you know, they, it's got a feel to it. Do you think St. Louis has a film vibe here? I think so. I mean, you know, people, we always get a bad rap because we're St. Louis, because we're in the Midwest. Whoa, whoop de doo But well, that can be know, a good thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, what's wrong with St. Louis? I mean, we've got a lot to offer, and the film scene is really gives has a lot to offer around here. So, yeah, definitely people come our way, please. We want more big things in St. Louis, right. surrounding and there, areas. And there's so much right now as far as content that's needed. Unfortunately, with this digital age and a lot of the things that are being put out there, a lot of crap is being put out. I mean, it used to be like when the, the, the Macs first came out. Well, everybody's a graphic designer now. Now with affordable t- film uh, and making films and editing and all that, everybody thinks they're a film producer now. So, you're, I mean, I think there's a certain point where a lot of that's going to kind of like it did when the Mac came out, that's going to go by the wayside and the cream is going to rise to the top, mm-hmm. which uh, I guess we'll see. But on a, on a more important note, um, Dave and I were talking about landscaping. Now, you think, um, <laughs> do, I, do you think, do, do, do you have a, per, uh, a personal, like a lawnmower that you prefer? Or, I mean, is it a Toro or what, what would you say? Toro is a good brand. Toro is a good oh, brand. Okay, brand. You're not, yeah. you, you don't have an endorsement by them now, do you? No, no, not at all. Okay, because no, no. we are looking for another sponsor, by the I, way. Toro is great. Joey, yeah. do we have Toro yet? Um, do they do the GTS guaranteed to start? Because that's the one that I have. No, I believe nope, that's. Nope, like that's a, a, that, I think that's an electric vehicle that like the <laughs> liberal people drive. Well, it's red, and I thought Toro was red. Maybe I got my all lawnmowers. Oh all no! Did you up. not get the show notes? We 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 have landscaper Dave on today. We're going to just skip his whole aerating segment, and we're going to go back to Karen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so what what is now? You're also producing films, and I must say, mm-hmm. we did a film uh what, about a year and a half ago. It was like. Uh, yeah. Last uh, year, June of was June it twenty three or two? June of twenty. See, I lost. I, yeah. I don't have my first calendar. film that we I that was ours. My yes, you. But yeah. it did very well. Yeah, didn't it? yeah, yeah. I know it's it, funny because you know lots I, of awards. Yeah, I started doing films. My first film I filmed was in March twenty fifteen. Right, and you know I worked start like I said working the crew and. At being a little extra, a featured extra, also led to a lot more acting roles. So I worked my way up, and I told people I was going to make a film. And I think some people thought I was crazy. Ah, she's going to make a film. Because how many times do we hear that, oh, we're going to make a film, and what happens to the films? Because, I mean, I can't tell you how many films I've done, and they disappeared. Right. Or they didn't get completed. On purpose or by? They're I mean, just, we a... don't know what happened to them. So okay. I'm tired of that. I, you know, I sit there and I look at my list of all the films that I've got on my credit. I mean, I've done what, like, I've been in like 63 films. That's not including anything that's coming up that I've already got booked for this year. Right. Plus, web, I've been in web series, TV shows, commercials, 
you know, sketches. But this particular but film, though, yeah, this, this I, one that won on, the big awards yeah. is because I was in it. Oh, because you were in <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, it started with Nash because you and I had known each other. I yes, met you at, we did. at a cartoon thing. So we, and I'm like, and when we got paired up in Nash, you were like, oh, yeah, I want to do start doing films again. So I'm glad we did because Nash got a lot of positive feedback. And then I was like, I, I want to write my own. I'm going to do my own. It's time. You know, I've been doing this for so many years now, and right. I want to do this. And I know you help help inspire me. To, you can do it. I do Dave that. I'm kind too. of like I, I inspire was, a lot of people to do a lot of things. Was, actually, he, we're going to have Dave all take on board off. With all of his it. clothes. But yeah, I mean, we have. I t- you know I, when we did it, people were like, "Oh my god, she really did it. She made a film. Yes, she we did. We got it completed, got it edited. We showed it to you guys, and I said, I'm going to enter this in film festivals around the world. So I think people thought I was crazy again. Well, guess what? We've been around the world. We have been in 53 film festival acceptances so far, and we've won 32 festivals with various awards in these festivals we've won. And I tell you what, India loves our film. Of course they do. They have a big market. And I was told India, the Bollywood, they love American films. Before we wrap up here, any big uh, things that you're looking forward to in 24? Um, Well, our new one... Uh, well, the one we filmed in October last year, it's an editing Ordinary World, which is not a, a comedy. wonderful actor in that, I hear. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm telling people it's a Kleenex movie because remember when we were filming, they were like, oh, my God, they were just yeah. so into the movie, the cast and – Everybody, crew, everybody just were like, oh, my God. I, there's like a, apparently like a scene stealer, like the guy in that. Apparently, you just can't. I mean, he like he's the only reason that. It, you? You mean oh, <laughs> talking about no. yourself? No, no, not me. Not me. It was Joey. Yes, it was. Yes. Oh, Joey has a question over here. <laughs> you know, one time I was involved with the 48-hour film festival. Yeah. And the one those. that won that year, I wasn't on, but they got access to the city museum. And you just could tell that oh, they were wow. going to win because they had the greatest location. Oh. Is there one location that really, you know, excited you that you were going to be filming there? Did you ever film at like a closed movie theater or something well, like that? Well, we filmed at a cemetery and Ooh. a old abandoned mine in a warehouse that was abandoned, but two deaths had occurred in there. It was over in, um, what, the Muddy muddy Mine in Illinois. And then, uh, what was it, Murphy? And this was while you were Illinois. filming these two deaths? We filmed, no, no, the deaths were years ago. But it was haunted. They said William Shatner owned this building, which is no longer there. But, yeah, it was a vampire flick we Dear did in God, 2019. Dear God. He was with me. It was the creepiest place, man. Those were creepy places. I love, yeah, a mill. It's muddy, all decorated for the, you already. The muddy Mines. Oh, yeah, that was creepy. I've always wanted to film in a hot dog factory. Yeah, of course. The cows just scream. Well, there we go, Todd. There's an idea. Hot dog yeah. factory. We're going to be filming at the hot dog factory oh, God. on Saturday. They don't know it yet, but it's going to be a special film. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, what goes in a hot dog? Mechanically separated chicken Now, you parts. know I'm an animal lover, so I, don't, I couldn't do couldn't Oh, we're animal it. lovers, too, aren't we? We like to eat them. Yeah, don't we, I figure we're going to say, no, yes. I'm, we I love up animals. Tofu for the new year. Yeah. Tofu. Not eating go. animals. I love animals, dogs, you know. Well, any final <laughs> words before you head off to the red carpet and. <laughs> and, and, and Dave, uh, you know, manicures your lawn. What's your IMDb star meter? At? Oh, that's um, a good question. I don't know what it's at this week, but it fluctuates up and down, up and down. So, I mean, you know, I'm You're usually on under uptick, a couple hundred. I'm usually on oh, a couple yeah, under a couple hundred thousand, but it goes down, goes up. It just depends what project I'm working on that people are looking up. But I do have an acting page that people can follow on Facebook. Karen Drewley, actress. Um, it's Karen D's and David, R-U-L-E-Y, actress. You can find me on there. 
So some of my other stuff I have it set private because real offers only. <laughs> None of these fake casting couch people. All right. Oh, no, we don't want to do that. No. By the way, my IMDb rating is up to fourteen million seven hundred and forty-seven. That means that's bad, Todd. Oh, I thought it meant. No, the higher the number means it's nobody's looking you up, Todd. Oh. You got to cash out now, though. The lower the number means that somebody's looking you up. Well, I get just, with it, Todd. There you go. I, I would, I'm not going to like put that on my resume that I'll never have. There you go. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure as always. You know, your gardening tips are always a highlight of the show, Dave. <laughs> and the, uh, the 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 acting scene, we can't wait to see more of you on the yeah, big screen. He's one of my yeah, biggest absolutely. supporters. Following along with he's me, Dave yeah. the landscaper. Mm-hmm. I know. He he's stands be behind back. me with everything. He's just like he's just like. Okay. Feels well, I can do it, so I do. Well, thank you for having us on. We well, thanks very much. Thank we can't wait to see your next show or your film or Lord and Air World whatever. is the next <laughs> right. one we've got coming out, and then you know other stuff I've got with other people too. And we've got a big freeze coming this weekend, so please disconnect your hoses if you haven't already. <laughs> That's Dave's part. He was going to tell us. Here he did that. He's smart. Yeah, I did that last night. All perfect, smart man. Yeah, so married a smart, handsome man. Landscaper Dave says. Disconnect your hoses. This public service announcement is brought to you by Karen, the actress. Well, it's been fun. On the line now is the Admiral himself from the Love Tube, Admiral Andy. How you doing? Can Can you say that on the radio? Love Tube? Well, love it's actually, tube. didn't you coin that? You said, I would prefer to call my submarine the Love Tube now. And I thought that was really, it didn't really uh, shine a good light on the U.S. Navy. But I said, hey, you're an admiral. Well, I got to go along with it. Tell us before we break, even though we just started, what do you have on what do you have on your agenda in the next few days that we should know about? Because your podcast is doing quite well. I'm waiting for us to all become guests on or be guest rather on your podcast because we're we're not feeling worthy enough anymore. You know, that's that's really funny you say that because uh-huh. right. I don't know, man. I, how many times do I have to say, Hey, when do you guys want to be on the show? Uh, I don't know. Call oh, me I don't crazy. remember. Joey's right here, and he's shaking his head. No, this has never happened. I mean, it's a Friday uh, night show, right? It is a Friday it night is. show. I'm busy See? every Friday till I die. I don't know what happened. He is very I'm all booked yeah, up. He, he said, and you know, he usually has tickets to something, and uh, he doesn't invite me along, even though he has extra you know, tickets. You talked about the podcast. I'd, I'd like to invite everyone to join us every Friday night. We are not allowed to say the name of it. No, I'm kidding. We're you can't. You can today. Go ahead. Oh, okay. just today. Nothing's off the table, ladies and gentlemen. Every Friday night, 7 p.m., and you can catch us live and join in on the chat. You can even call into the show. And um, if they if they can't read, just look for the uh, podcast with a really good logo that apparently right, right, apparently right, didn't right. cost ninety thousand dollars, like this the St. Louis County logo that Sam Page just purchased. Oh my God! You know, I think that that dude should pay for that out of his pocket since he failed. To get the public's opinion on it. Well, yeah, I know ninety thousand dollars for a low. You know, here's what they, I would have charged five dollars, and then I would have said, "Hey, I don't want to pay property tax for the next hundred years, along with all my neighbors." We want to thank you for joining us here on the Right Mind Show. As always, it's been a ball of fun. I'm Todd Showalter, along with my buddy Joey V and the rest of the gang. And remember, like I always say, if you don't have a right mind, you don't have a mind at all. Till next time, bye bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Right Mind Show with Todd Showalter. To find out about all things Todd, go to studiotodd.com. We will see you next Saturday night at 5 p.m. right here on 1019-941 News Talk STL and always streaming online at newstalkstl.com. Hey, 
everybody. It's Todd Showalter from The Right Mind Show, along with my buddy Joey V. And you know, have you ever heard of what a doorbuster sale is? Well, we're not having one, but we do have sales at liberaljoke.com. That's liberaljoke.com, where you can buy all of your favorite offensive items. And you know what? Joey V is our store manager. Yes, I am in charge of everything. And just so you know, the word sale just means money will be exchanged for goods and services. Nothing will be less money than it was before. And no returns. No returns at all. So if you hate something, sorry, you're stuck with it. At liberaljoke.com. If you find that something is ill-fitting, take a picture, send it to us. You may make it on the wall of shame. You will receive no refunds. All sales are final. Terms and conditions might apply. At liberaljoke.com. Won't you visit us today, please?